brothers and sisters first of all uh, i must express my gratitude uh, every time i walk into this place it is kept so beautifully uh, no i have wondered and i have always felt grateful i was mentioning to trivengatam ji yesterday to this uh, sacred land of tamil nadu because it gave place to such great ones and shorbindo of course but now i have begun to little bit understand why why shorbindo chose tamil nadu i mean pondicherry is part of that because i see that love here which is so such a rare gift sometimes you know we we get some rarest of rare gifts and we don't know what we have but i can tell you because i have gone all around the world <clears throat> i have even been to odisha so many times where there is so much bhakti for mother shorbindo but what i find here is something very unique and beautiful and i can only say it is the treasure it's a gift of grace because everything else we can have in life but it's the rarest of rare gifts to have love for <laughs> love for the lord love for the divine and i see this so concretely of course in coimbatore but all over in pondicherry i come in contact with so many people and i feel it's a really a blessed life and whatever be the appearances whatever uh, upheavals ups and downs may be there i i trust that it is a wonderful destiny simply because uh, there is so much love here for uh, for not not just madhur uh, shivinda but it means that this land is blessed for the new creation which is going to come at some point of time so my gratitude especially for keeping this place so beautiful i've been asked to speak on the master and the mother whenever i have to speak on something on shurbindo something on the mother i feel quite at loss like that fish who is asked tell me about the ocean and what does a fish tell about the ocean all that it can say is that ocean is in front ocean is behind ocean is above ocean is below ocean is outside ocean is within <laughs> ocean is everything <laughs> all containing all enveloping all encompassing but don't ask me about the ocean what we can speak more fruitfully is our relation with the ocean with the master we know that this word has uh, you know it's in ancient india used to use the word guru now of course the word master encompasses many things essentially when we see there is a whole hierarchy of evolution among those who show us the path who help us move towards the light and the first ones who come in contact with us or with whom we come in contact with depending on which we will look at it our teachers who are the teachers teachers are those who give us general principles essence about some knowledge they have acquired or some truth that they have witnessed or been a privy to they teach us these teachings are always general in nature they give us the essential principles they are not personal Shobindo is also a teacher as we will see that at all levels he comes to us he is also a teacher and what does he teach 
he teaches that what is his teaching first of all his teaching is not in competition with other teachings to start with it's not a small exclusive teaching it starts from the ancient discovery of the great seers that there is one reality behind appearances this is the fundamental teaching as is embodied in the sanatan dharma without this teaching we don't proceed further so there is one reality behind all the appearances behind tree and beast and stone and man and animal and uh, this world other worlds many worlds there is one reality plays in many worlds so this is the first fundamental truth and shobindo very much teaches that also second thing is that this one reality is unfolding itself in countless ways is there in the bird and the beast and man and stone but the expression of that truth is different thus for example in man that one reality has discovered ways and means by which this creation can come in contact with the creator it's something marvelous animals and birds and beast cannot do it it's, it's the divine is there in them but cannot uh, of course not all human beings take to that but at least the possibility is there which is something wonderful so man can come in contact with the creator become one with him this is a great possibility so we see this unfolding and thus far it goes well with all the great teachers who have taught us that uh, there are ways and processes and methods by which something within us some fundamental part can come in contact with and unite with the divine and we know that the word used is yoga yoga literally means to unite carrying this teaching further one step further or we can say to its logical conclusion shubindu now brings in this new element in his teaching what is the new element that not only the soul within us but also our mind life body can unite with the divine now this uh, though looks like just one step further but it's a huge leap because if only the soul can unite with the divine we can get individual salvation and we can be free but we cannot lead a life divine because the moment we enter into this uh, instrument it's like somebody may know wonderful music in inside but you tell the person that please uh, bring out your best music on stone so he'll say well i i'll try but it can't be the same thing or if your throat is bad you know you can't sing the best notes because the instrument so instrument instrumental nature had been neglected so far at the most one has uh, upgraded this instrumental nature to satvik kind of mentality but uh, all the great teachers tell us that the truth is beyond the three gunas but when we come enter into creation into action we are bound by the three gunas so there has to be a way and shobindo for the first time we hear we read he speaks about transformation of the gunas transformation of nature transformation of the very instruments through which nature operates so we see that it starts from the fundamental vedic teaching and takes it to its logical conclusion so this is shobindo as a teacher but it's all right we may know this teaching but the question arises how do we walk the path so beyond the teacher there are guides what does the guide do he says this way now that's the task of the guides so sometime we'll read in some of the literature spiritual literature of a certain kind that well 
the master can only point the way. Today itself, I, somebody had sent a mail. So, I could just feel a little amused that no master does a lot more. <laughs> but then each to his own understanding or one's own experience. So, another level, we see that teacher upgrades into a guide, comes to us as a guide. And what does the guide do? He points the way. There are people like that who point the way. Sri Aurobindo is also a guide also. If you don't want to go further, if you just want to know from Sri Aurobindo what is to be done, which way to go, he will tell you that also. <laughs> it depends on how we connect with him. So, he is also a guide. So, he will tell us that, you know, if we take this route, we will go there. If we take that route, we will enter into this challenge. If we take this route, we will get into this difficulty. Guides give us the, again, uh, they begin to apply the great teaching in our everyday life. So, we read it and then we have to apply it. So, guide's role ends after he has given us a teaching. So, for many, many people, uh, Shurabindo is like a guide. So, they will read something from Shurabindo and the mother, of course, um, and they want to apply it yourself. It's all right. Mother even wrote certain things uh, for those people who don't want to even believe in the divine. You know, that book on education. So, an education was the result of that. Someone asked the mother, that mother, there are a lot of people who don't believe in divine, who don't want to walk that way. But still, they have goodwill. So, would you please give something for them? She said, all right. So, she, she uses words like physical education, mental education, vital education, psychic education, spiritual and supramental education. But if you read through the book, it's about yoga. But she has put the yogic terminology in a way that many persons who are not so blessed like the wonderful people here, they, they, they will use it with their mind that, okay, now I have a how to do it and I'll do it myself. So that's what the guide does. It says that, look, go there and then you practice it. Then at, beyond the guide, we have a third level and that's where we see the master. So what does the master do? He's not happy just telling us that, you know, go this way, go that way. Master says, okay, I'll take you. You know, there are people like that. They, uh, mothers say so beautifully that, you know, how the divine's own example, when she came to Pondicherry, there was a person to whom mother would, uh, he had access to the mother any time. Any time means, of course, uh, within those, any time he wanted to have darshan, pranami could come. Normally it was not so simple. So, Champaklalji asked mother, why do you give him so much exceptional privileges? Though the man doesn't, there doesn't seem to be anything special about, you know, this person. And mother said, you know, my child, when I came to Pondicherry, I asked, I was looking for where is Shurabindo staying and he was the man who pointed me, said, there he stays. Now look at the divine way of paying gratitude. We can't imagine. What a privilege. Reminded of a story in Ramayana where um, Rama is crossing the river and after crossing the river he wants, Sita says, uh, give him something. So, boatman says, uh, I can't, uh, you know, accept anything ordinary from you. So, Sita says, Sita, mother Sita says, no, I have this uh, gold ring. I am sure this will take care of the ferry charges. So, Botman says, this is very cheap bargain. <laughs> cheap bargain? What do you want? 
He said, I don't want money. Keep your money. Money I can earn. So what do you want? He says, we have the same profession. I want an exchange offer. What is the exchange offer? He says, I have ferried you across this river. You ferry me across the river of life. This is the exchange only divine can do. This bargain we don't know. We don't understand. Lives to come. The fellow has made sure he, he will be forever blessed. He says, I have ferried you across the river. Fine. This is my limit. Your limit is to ferry us across the ocean of life. So, master goes one step further. He says, okay, I am not happy just telling you there across the shore. You go yourself. He says, I will come with you and take you through the river. Tell you where the place is, take you to that spot. <coughs> this also we see in Shurabindu. Here we go beyond the teaching. Because this is not something written in the book, but it is there in Mother and Shurabindu's very personalized letters and the experience of sadhaks that they don't just show us the way, point us the path, but actually they walk with us to the path. And what it means to walk with the master, we can only imagine, you know, that it means to have no fear, it means to have no worries, because he is there, you know, when children, small children, they go with their um, fathers to the market, or if they come home to the mothers, they have no worries, because home they don't have to worry what we eat today, mother is worrying for them. And when they go out into the market, they don't have to worry whether I am carrying purse or not. Father is my ATM card. So, Daddy, I want this. So, any danger, they know that Daddy is there, he will protect them. At home, they know that Mother is there. If any issue, she will take care. So, similarly, when we walk with the Master, or rather, the Master walks with us. So, then, we don't have to worry. Scenes will come. Frightening scenes, beautiful scenes, all kinds of things will come. This is the journey of life. But the master will make sure that he will put us behind and he will face. We may see the whole scenes, but its impact upon us is taken up by the master. It's a very big thing. So, master walks with us. Whenever there is crucial moments, the master even carries us. You know? If we read Essays on the Gita, in the very beginning, I think it's first few chapters, the divine teacher and the human disciple, where Shubhindu reveals what is the nature of the seeking soul and the divine. So Shubhindu says, just like Krishna and Arjuna symbolize this relationship. <coughs> what is the symbol of this relationship? He says, normally, ordinarily, the divine allows the action to develop in its natural course. So we see that Pandavas have lost the game of dice. They have to go to forest. Krishna says, okay, you go through this process because you have to learn few things, you have to grow up. But at every crucial moment, the intervention is felt. So one such story is when, you know, Durvasa Rishi comes. So suddenly Krishna comes and says, I need something to eat. I am hungry. And Draupadi gives one grain of rice which is in the pot. And Krishna says, ah, I am full. Durvasa Rishi and all his fellows, they feel they are full. And then they feel, oh my God, food would be wasted and we will have to bear curse. I am the only fellow who has been cursing till now, now I will get a curse. So he runs away. 
now you see this uh, story where otherwise life is taking its course but whenever there is a crisis at that moment there is an intervention that is how the divine carries us wherever there is the place becoming too dramatic too dangerous he intervenes and takes care so this is this master is going still further but the master is one relation in in this yoga shubhendra says that it's not common to use this relation this relation between master and disciple this is only one of the many relations that we can form with the divine in this yoga it is not common because master wants to you know, everything has evolved so masters have also upgraded themselves to use a modern language the software of the divine has upgraded so now the master comes to us in many other ways shubhendra has opened this new door of course we see this even in krishna's relation hardly he will come as a master he comes as a friend so what does a friend do he counsels us gives suggestions and helps us in all our needs distress he also becomes a friend the master becomes a friend he becomes the leader of the march of mankind towards the great goal and we walk with him on the great journey so if we accept him like a leader then we fight the great battle of the future when we were children so we were told you know doing bhakti of rama is uh, more difficult than doing bhakti of krishna so we used to ask why do you say so both are god incarnate rama is you know rama is a warrior mood divine has come so if you do bhakti of rama like monkeys you have to walk with him barefooted face the challenge of life <laughs> but krishna is more sweet you can do bhakti like a gopi and gop and just dance with him sometimes you have to fight the battle if you are like arjuna so the divine is not just the master this is the traditional idea of the divine that you know there is a guru ji we go he initiates us no divine can be the leader of the march of mankind he can be the great warrior who is fighting the battle of the future and we can participate in this great battle there are souls which have chosen for that and to them shobindu comes like that you know there was a gentleman called charuchandra dat in shobindu's revolutionary days and he used to call shobindu chief many of them used to call shobindu chief when shobindu came away he was very disappointed why has he come away to pondicherry but shobindu had already known by then that india is going to be free the means the instrument everything has been decided so he had moved to another field where a battle was going on so charu chandradat used to remain very restless inside and his wife would often tell him why don't you write to your chief and he would say no 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 i don't want to write to him he left us and went away that is how he understood so once dilip kumar roy asked shubindu that do you know this charu chandradat he speaks of you like this what is shubindu's reply he says ah yes yes very well he is one of those with whom i have fought the battle of the ages in this life i could not call him because of my own preoccupation so beautifully so and when this letter is shown to him his wife tells him see you are such an idiot i have been telling you you write to him he has not forgotten you so he writes to shirvindo and then his life changed he came to ashram so you see there is another dimension of a relationship which we don't realize 
yoga is not just about meditation and uh, going within that is one dimension of it what does it mean the battle of the future this is a totally new kind of thing means that all the systems institutions ways of life measures which were very useful at one point of time very helpful are going to slowly recede and in its place new things will come up new measures new ways new systems new institutions to embody the ancient spirit but in structures and forms which are more plastic to the divine self expression this is going to happen and uh, it's one aspect of shubhendu's work which is often not emphasized and not uh, not spoken about because we have a tendency to fall back to the past forms and this is happening we see world over and sometimes people wonder where is the new creation well new creation will not be like the old creation otherwise it won't be new creation so we see that new forms are coming up all over the world isn't it so we so that means now the master becomes the leader of mankind and then what is our role we participate in his action that's how the mother says what shrubindo brings is not a teaching not a creed but a mighty action what shrubindo represents in the world is not a teaching not a creed but a mighty action straight from the supreme so when we join with that current which shrubindo has released upon us we join in this mighty action and it's wonderful to participate in building a new world we cannot even imagine sometime people ask what do you do going to center and you no know, if you say meditation ah some what technique no this way we go ha ah, yes my guru ji also teaches me a little different technique so there is always competition going on you know so <clears throat> even if you use the word transformation so it is like yes 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 i know i practice this meditation i feel transformed so you can't talk about transformation what it means in shubhendu yoga so sometimes i humorously reply i am participating in building of a new world then <laughs> the person doesn't know what to say <laughs> what is new world got to do with divinity with spirituality participating in building of a new world so all that we hear is okay 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 yeah, yeah. then after that what are you going to have you for breakfast today because you know you can't discuss on this <laughs> but it's a great joy great privilege no to participate in creation of a new world in our own little sphere little life something so unprecedented what is this new world we see in i think november issue all india magazine <clears throat> brought this out mothers a dream what is the dream that divine has dreamed about humanity she says i dream that a time would come a place would be there where money will no more be the lord right now money is lord something else will be the lord where what kind of a relationship love where work will not be a means of just earning an income but a means to express oneself means to serve what a wonderful you know all all the political uh, people should read it there is a small writing superman and shubhendu says who is the superman 
who rules to serve and serves to rule that is his path when he serves by service he naturally rules not by sitting on a throne and how does he rule he rules by serving what a beautiful one liner so this is the new creation and many dimensions of it i am not discussing that because it's a subject apart so the master becomes a leader of the march of mankind and we participate with him then we go still further <clears throat> if we continue this journey further and further and not stop with shurvindo just as a teacher a guide or master or a leader of the march of mankind then by the very fact that we are all the time in every way beginning to engage with the master then after some time we discover that actually master is the beloved of our souls he is the one whom we have always been seeking and then ifs and buts and wants and this everything begins to fade into one relationship what do we seek when the master becomes the beloved we just seek the joy of his company isn't it when we love someone what do we want most not what the person can give not even light illumination mukti transformation nothing if we love someone we are not happy that i'll give you this and after that i'll vanish say no 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 baba i don't want this you just stay with me so then the relation begins to change into relation of the divine beloved then the only joy we seek is a constant inner nearness and if possible outer nearness outer nearness is not always possible such places are very few where you can even go outwardly and breathe this air you know every time i step out of pondicherry i crave to breathe this air so when i breathe i feel ah now i am alive <laughs> it must be everybody's experience no at home so why do you want to breathe this air because you feel the intimacy it's mother's atmosphere so the master begins to become the beloved of our souls and then we discover something very interesting he is the one whom we were seeking all the while and we wrongly thought it is this person that person my parents my wife my husband my child they were masks actually it is him we were seeking the relation also begins begins to change into many foldedness you know sometimes with somebody whom you love intimately you can even get a bit cross you say oh i love you why didn't you why do you not come and show yourself up you know it's a different relation altogether because it's too intimate anything you can communicate or if you are crying instead of crying before everybody you cry before your beloved so what does he do he turns our tears into pearls of strength gives them back to us everything we give to the divine comes back to us divinized this is the most ancient exchange offer now we have these exchange offer give your old tv get a new tv back upgraded so this offer is started by the divine ultimately everything is started by him only it changes form here what is the old offer what is the ancient offer give your old consciousness i will give you back with a new consciousness that's all he says what is mother and shivindu are saying this is what they are saying is so simple yoga is not difficult give what you have give what you think give what you do give what you feel 
And then what happens when the divine takes it? Wait for a while, then he gives back its divine equivalent. What a wonderful exchange of words. It's a pity that still we hesitate because probably the time has not come or the joy of giving we don't know. So this is the relation. <clears throat> this is, this goes as far as it goes. There is something still higher. It's a great mystery. It's a mystery of which the Vedas only partially hint. They don't talk about it. Upanishads seem to be unaware of it. Yes, great scriptures, wonderful scriptures. And that is the mystery we see first time in two or four slokas. That is the mystery of the divine descent, the avatar. So then we see that the teacher, the guide, the master, the beloved, they become the avatar. What is the avatar? Avatar is one who descends into humanity, takes the entire burden onto himself. This is something tremendous. You know, in short little anecdote of Shurabindo, we see this. When he and the Maharaja Baroda they were crossing the road, so they saw a lady lifting the, uh, you know, the stack of wood on her head had fallen down. So she was trying to, she was tying it, trying to lift it on her head. So the Maharaja saw this and walked up to the lady, picked up the stack and put it back on her head and said, now you can cross. And the lady gave her thanks to him. And then he comes back and looks at Shurabindu expecting a Wow, Maharaja, you did this. Great. We need such people in the country. Word of appreciation. Shubindu is his most characteristic calm. Stays silent for some time. Then he says, yes, yes. This is what we have been doing up till now. Lifting the burden and putting it back on man's head. <laughs> You know that line in Savitri? Savitri has a lot of humor by the way. Please read it. And English part. Look the humor in it. It is very simple English by the way. I must tell you. Read it without fear. It is very simple English. Look what is complicated about this English. When Sri says, Man lifted up the burden of his fate. Is this difficult? <laughs> Man lifted up the burden of his fate. <laughs> The next line is, and Savitri too awoke among these tribes. What are these tribes where man is lifting up the burden of his feet? So what have we been telling man so far? You are the sinner, what can we do? Your bad karmas. Now we don't know which karmas, which life, what karmas. We just say, okay, fine. If the truck driver has hit me and I have got injured, no fault of his, sir. My poor karmas. <laughs> And this way we see so much chaos has taken place in this, in this uh, such a wonderful land of India that because of karmic doctrine, kar there is a truth behind karma, but I am not speaking of that right now, if there is a question. But look at it, that somebody kills someone, now what is it? Your fault, you got killed. You must have killed him in some other life, now it is balanced. Oh, this is strange. 
so you you just start accepting and letting the man go why should you chase him if it's your karma you lift your problem but what does shrivinder say he says your karma or his karma ultimately whose karma is it originally creation it is the divine's karma and divine says i am ready to lift this weight look at it now this goes far beyond anything we can imagine so what does the avatar do he is ready to lift not just the weight of this disciple or that disciple some gurus do that they take upon themselves the as they use the word sins of their disciples sri ramakrishna suffered because of that but he says i am willing to lift the load of humanity he doesn't use the word sin but ignorance darkness obscurity ultimately that is the originator of all error and evil it's not that anybody deliberately does evil even the man who deliberately does is doing it because there is ignorance darkness he doesn't know like ratnakar who doesn't know he is valmiki so therefore he is killing people the day he discovers he is valmiki he is transformed into a seer so in ignorance this is the root problem so he is willing to lift the burden of ignorance onto himself and this is the mystery of 5th december we know it mother says that shubindu sacrificed the realization in his own body so that it can be generalized and he says that he was not compelled to leave the body but he did it for reasons so sublime that the human consciousness cannot understand it because every time the super mind was coming close it would touch shurbindo's body but matter is not ready so it will go back man is not ready world wars are coming up so much turbulence because of shurbindo's presence all the vital forces are stooping upon earth and creating chaos we won't allow we won't allow we won't allow what does shurbindo do like shiva he drinks the poison he says okay let me see whether my capacity to absorb the poison is greater or your the the muck in the human consciousness so all the pain and anguish and everything hatred and bitterness in the human consciousness that came out like sagar mantha story it came out you know the period of first and second world war we cannot even imagine on one side the second world war on another side what was happening in indian context with the division and many other things so much killing bloodshed hatred today we they are all stories we can't believe really it happened it happened where did it all go it was absorbed he was drinking that poison that was the reason why he leaves the body and the higher worlds are moved lo it is finished the dread mysterious sacrifice of god's martyred body in the world now is the debt paid wiped off the original score now is the debt paid he comes to pay the debt man owes to the forces of darkness so he says i'll pay the debt you know because you know how certain laws can keep you moving in debt like people who lend money <coughs> at high interest 18% 20% so you realize that at the end of the day you have actually overpaid but still it is only interest 
they will tell you that no no sir your principal sum is still there so what do you do you are caught in a cycle where you just can't do anything at that moment somebody comes and says okay i'll give this money on his behalf this is called paying the debt because inconscient gives space for creation it says i have given space now i want the money what it asks tax of night we cannot imagine every time the, the soul will belong to you you can take it back but the body will be here i'll take it i'll destroy the mind i'll destroy life so now is the debt paid wiped off the original score this the avatar does so as we go further we will see shubindu as the avatar the lover of mankind that is how someone described him not just of this or that person beloved is still my own but look at it lover of mankind the master of man and his infinite lover that's how shubindu describes in that poem who the master of man and his infinite lover he is close to our hearts had we vision to see we are blind in the pride and the pomp of our passions we are bound by the thoughts where we hold ourselves free so man is not ready even for that he says you may be willing to take the burden but i don't know who are you first disclose yourself who knows you will take it and not give me back man is full of doubts no so blessed are those who are blessed with faith that i can only say it's a rare treasure keep it as the most sacred gift if faith is there it's it's already means grace has already come beyond our measure don't <laughs> it's it's such a priceless treasure mother used to say if you have faith preserve it so still man is not ready even the avatar come see so many avatars have come they have come but man is not ready so then comes the second part of this all the master and the mother shubindu had seen all this he saw what he can do he, even before coming to pondicherry he writes to his wife brilani devi i know i have the strength to lift this fallen race who can write like this i know i have the strength to lift this fallen race but it's difficult even for his wife to believe though she knows he says will you walk with me be my shakti so many are knocking at my door and i know i have the strength should i be only worried about my individual life you have heard about buddhas walking away look at this and yet there are only few so what what does the avatar do he aspires calls prays pleads on our behalf to jagan mata the divine mother i know i can do it and yet i cannot do it because man doesn't want it man is not ready so what is it that she can do what even the avatar cannot do she embodies that love and grace 
It's only if you come with your love and grace that it's possible. We see in Savitri, Yoga of Ashipati ends with what is the boon he asks? He asks for the Divine Mother to come. And she comes. Of course she will listen when the avatar is praying. We see this kind of a prayer of the avatar even in Ramayana. Before Rama is going for the great battle, he prays to Durga. And she manifests. He says, without your Shakti, it is not possible for me. So she comes down. She says, okay, this time she comes with the transforming power of love. So what does she do? All this is all right. We can relate. She says, okay, you can have your relation of teacher, guide, master, friend, philosopher, leader, beloved. Mother, what do you want? How do we relate with you? She says, I am mother, you be the child. That's it. What should we do for you? Nothing. What? What will you do for me? Everything. Mother's words. I am not exact words. Mother, what do you expect from us? Nothing. One word reply. Mother, what can we expect from you? Everything. <laughs> this is <laughs> unimaginable. Who can say this? Mother, do you think the disciples also know? After all, Mother Shirvin, the disciples also so have to be very convoluted. <laughs> so, <laughs> highly mentalized intellectual. Shirvinda said that. He said in this ashram, because of the lack of bhakti, <laughs> people don't make so much progress because, you know, modern ashram, so all very convoluted. He says, mother, so he twists the question. Maybe mother has not heard, read correctly, misunderstood. The person says, mother, you know, do you think when you look at humanity that, you know, humanity is uh, fulfilling what you want from humanity? Very indirect. So mother says, since I expect nothing from humanity, I cannot answer this question. So what does she do? She just pours love. That's it. Which love? Love whose one drop, if you put on one side of the scale, and all the other love on the other side of the scale, still that drop will be heavy. Am I not saying correct? I'm sure many of us know it. That is the love whose one drop is enough to wash away million stains. Does she judge us? No. What if we continue to be horrible people? She says, I trust my love. I don't trust your will. I trust myself. I know my love. Let me see in this race or fight of divine love and human stupidity who will win. That is the kind of love she has brought. And I'll close with you know, this uh, supreme discovery, let me just read one small passage. And this she is writing. When is she writing this? 1912. Even before she has outwardly assumed, even before the world has discovered who she is, then she is writing. So we can see what love she embodies. So she will make us ready. 
So mother said she doesn't expect anything. But Shurabindu said, open yourself and receive. <laughs> you know, she is pouring this love, at least open yourself. At least receive it. This, if you see towards the later part, Shurabindu's letters, people who read Life Divine and Synthesis, they get very frightened sometimes. But people who turn to mother, they are very happy. <laughs> no? <laughs> they say, what is there? <laughs> she is the Life Divine, she is the Synthesis. All that we need is a drop of that love. Look what she writes. What value have our impulses and our desires? Our anguish and our violence, our sufferings and our struggles. All these inner vicissitudes unduly dramatized by our unruly imagination. What value do they have before this great, this sublime and divine love bending over us from the innermost depths of our being? We cannot ascend, so it bends over us. Right into the abyss it goes to lift us out. Bearing with our weaknesses, rectifying our errors, healing our wounds, Bathing our whole being with its regenerating streams. If you read towards the later part, Mother's Agenda, and she will constantly say, What do I do when people come to me? I give them the bath of the Lord. So, you know, like children when they have fallen in mud and become dirty, what does the mother do? Even while she is dragging them, see, you don't know how to play a game well and she is dragging them. Where? To the bathroom. <laughs> Nowhere else. <laughs> what does she do in the bathroom? Strip you. And then starts pouring water. Oh, mama, don't do this now. Wait, wait, wait. And putting the best soap in the world. Whatever soap mothers can use, that is the best soap in the world. Mother's choice. She is putting that soap and the child is sometimes crying sometimes happy he doesn't like he wants to remain lazy like that dirty after some time she says okay now come you know what I have made for you your favorite Bada Samar now really mom okay all forgotten next day he falls again again the same routine third day again the same routine N number of times, but mother will never abandon. Never will she tell a child, don't enter the house. Is there any mother who will say that? She will protect you against, she may scold you. If you have done something which you shouldn't, she will scold you. But if somebody else comes, she will protect you. Mother's love is like that. She defends you against all the world forces. She may give you a little, you don't... <laughs> So that is all part of her love. She said, she doesn't, what value have our weaknesses? We think we are very weak, horrible, miserable, we are the worst sinners. Divine's response is, okay, okay, enough of drama. Enough of lamenting on your sins and weaknesses. Okay, you may be the worst sinner in your view. I know what my love is. My love has gone into the abyss and pulled creation out of the darkness towards man. I will make you into a superman. That's my promise. 
and see how she works for the inner godhead never imposes herself she will not she will cleanse change transform but she will not put you in a prison henceforth you can't do this never she won't shut you inside a bathroom <laughs> she still will allow you freedom inner godhead never imposes herself she neither demands nor threatens what have you done for me why should i do this for you doesn't ask that you may have done so much you may have done nothing still she will pour the love you may be coming for the first time and you may have come for the 10000 time remaining the incorrigible fool in some part of nature not in every part so change comes still she will pour the love have we not experienced this first time and 10000 times same love she offers and gives herself she doesn't threaten with punishment your karma now you see what happens in next life she doesn't threaten what does she do she offers and gives herself <coughs> conceals and forgets herself in the heart of all beings and things she never accuses she neither judges nor curses nor condemns but works unceasingly to perfect without constraint to mend without reproach without constraint look at these lines to mend without reproach to encourage without impatience she doesn't give us on us give up on us man somebody asks mother mother your grace she says my child it is rare that grace can ever turn away from man but there are many human beings who turn away from the grace grace is like that what does it mean turning away we put the patram like this pouring she will continue to pour love but at least let it be <laughs> open towards that to enrich each one with all the wealth he can receive no limits no hold bars each one she is the mother whose love bears fruit and nourishes guards and protects counsels and consoles because she understands everything she can endure everything excuse everything excuse and pardon everything hope and prepare for everything bearing everything within herself she owns nothing that does not belong to all she is willing to give everything as a gift to her children <clears throat> and look what she says towards the end and because she reigns over all she is the servant of all. even at a human level we see no mothers whole day they are working something or the other doing for somebody because she reigns over all therefore she is also the servant of all that is why all great and small who want to be kings with her and gods in her because like her become like her not depot 
but servitors among their brethren. See, also at the end gives us a little clue about the yoga. You too want to become one with me, like me, then what we should become? Servitors. That's all that is required. But even if you don't, she will continue to give. But if you want to be one with her, like her, and how can we become servitor? By shedding off this one thing which we have to keep outside. Should be somewhere, you know, nowadays we write cell phone not allowed, this not allowed, that not allowed. You should simply write ego not allowed. <laughs> it's difficult, no? Cell phone we can switch off. How to switch off desires? <laughs> we can keep the chapels outside, no? How to keep out ego? So ego not allowed. And then it ends with how beautiful is this humble role of servant, the role of all who have been revealers and heralds of the God who is within all, of the divine love that animates all things. And until we can follow their example and become true servants even as they, let us allow ourselves to be penetrated and transformed by this divine love. Let us offer him without reserve this marvelous instrument, our physical organism. He shall make it yield its utmost on every plane of activity. This is the promise and the work of the Divine Mother. But her love is infinite, her story is infinite, her sega is infinite. It's an unending epic of evolution, of creation, of transformation. We'll stop here.